With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Gang on mine ain't a damn thing pretty. Unless you're talking about the bridge and seaport. Even from the seats in the upper decks, you can see the seashore. Tell gay function with the carnia side. Just walk from the tribal building for the Padres on mine. Yeah, because for the 619, we'll knock you down. Anything for the brown, put it on the town. Started back rocking the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Baby says she want to go to the game. Taught her how to say Padre gang. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 265 of the Talking for Hours podcast and YouTube show. I'm your host, Ben Fadden. No World Series game today. Game two yesterday, Astros and the Phillies. Every game, I'm going to say the same thing. It kind of stings. You know, the Padres obviously were right there in the NLCS, and it could have been them maybe if some things went their way, if some different moves were made instead of other moves. Uh, but can't do anything about it now. Series tied 1-1. Astros attack Zach Wheeler right out of the gate uh, in game two. And so that series tied 1-1, heading back to Philadelphia for Monday's game three. I think it's Cindergaard for the Phillies and the Astros. I think it's Lance McCullers. So that's a pretty actually interesting matchup. But getting to the Padres, obviously, because it's a Padres show here. I'm going to be talking about Luis Garcia and Nick Martinez. Their 2022 seasons, review them, maybe what's next for them, uh, especially Nick Martinez, because he has a player option for 2023, and I don't think he's going to opt into it. It's kind of like Robert Suarez. I discussed Robert Suarez yesterday, uh, so you can go watch or listen to that after this episode, episode 264, um, and Suarez has an opt-in decision. 
And I think it's pretty clear that he's going to opt out. He's going to get more on the free agent market. I think that is going to be the same situation for Nick. Uh, but I'll get into that a little in a little bit. First, I want to talk about uh, Luis Garcia first. Um, I mean, this is one of A.J. Preller's great signings. I mean, got him from the St. Louis Cardinals in free agency last year. I think it was free agency. Um, Two-year deal, $7 million, so $3.5 million each year. For him to be one of your high-leverage relievers, that's a win. Going into last year, I thought that Luis Garcia might have gotten a closer opportunity if things if they didn't have you know a real closer, right? If they didn't trade for Taylor Rogers, I didn't know that they were going to do that. And I thought he would pitch some high leverage innings, but he's he, I think he was a pleasant surprise for me last year uh, because he, from what I remember, or I say last year, 2022, uh, he was able to stay healthy and he was that like eighth inning guy sometimes before the Padres got Josh Hader. Uh, because Taylor Rogers, remember, at the end of that tenure with the Padres, he was struggling. He was messing up games against the Detroit Tigers and in the clubhouse after the game, saying, pretty much being content. And I hated the attitude. I, I was done with Taylor Rogers once that happened. Um, maybe I'm going off on a tangent here, but I was done with that guy. Right when he said to the media, eh, I lead the league in saves, or I'm second in saves in the league, I think I'm fine. When it was clear he was not fine, he was struggling, and it just felt like he was content with where he was at, and he was looking back on what he'd done this year when that didn't matter anymore. What mattered, what he was doing right there in the moment, and he was speaking to the media like he didn't care about that moment. So I was done with him then. Obviously, they trade for Hater. You have Suarez in that eighth inning, especially down the stretch, and Garcia moved into kind of the seventh inning guy or just pitching in a situation where the guy I'm going to talk about later, Nick Martinez, wasn't pitching it. Uh, so I thought Luis, I mean, he had a really good 2022 season with the Padres, a 1.6 fan grass war, pitched 64 games, again, stayed healthy, 3.39 ERA. I'd like his whip to be down a little bit less or a little more than what it is. Uh, it's at one two one. Kind of want that to be closer to one. Uh, I think below that, maybe he's asking too much. Uh, 68 strikeouts, almost got to 70. Didn't walk more than 20 guys. Three home runs, hit five batters. Uh, again, played a significant role for this Padres bullpen. Um, at 35 years old, I mean, I wasn't even factoring in his age going into this year, but when you think about it, he pitched a while for the Phillies and Cardinals. Um, and so he does have innings under his belt. And so it was cool that, uh, he was able to be healthy this year. Now, obviously we want him to stay that way and that's not a guarantee, but if we're just looking back on 2022, I'd have to say it's a success for Luis Garcia. Um, when I was looking for negatives, I mean, I'm writing player reviews right now, gaslampball.com. And so the re player reviews that I'm, that are going out each day, that's who I'm talking about on the show each day here um and in that in those articles i'm trying to find positives and negatives for players i couldn't really find a big negative for luis garcia stayed healthy pitched good amount of innings struck out more batters than he ever has in the big leagues 
he I was looking at his game logs. He did not allow a run in consecutive outings more than once. I think it was I think he allowed two runs back to back outings. I could be wrong on that, but I think it was once all year long. Um, if you want to like be really, really picky, he gave up a run in game four of the NLCS. Steven Wilson, I think, gave up a run in that game as well. But he wasn't the reason the Padres lost that game, obviously. I mean, if you look at game four, you could point to so many more reasons than Luis Garcia giving up one run out of the bullpen. Same thing with Steven Wilson, who I believe I'll talk about tomorrow. Um, it wasn't them. Clev gave up four, uh, gave up three runs in the first inning, couldn't get an out after the offense put up a four spot in the first inning. He didn't do his job there. He looked like trash, just batting practice. And then Shamanaya comes in the game, gives up a run in that first inning he pitches, and Bob Melvin, for some reason, puts him out there for the uh, sixth, sixth inning? Yeah. Or was it the fifth? Might have been the fifth. Um, I think it was the fifth. But yeah, because Martinez pitched the first three. Puts him out there for the fifth inning, his second inning of work, and he gets smashed. Um, so, Clev and Manier are two big reasons why they lost that game. After having two leads, they were leading 4 nothing. they were leading 6-4, and they found a way to lose both of those leads. Um, so, it was not Garcia. That's my point here. So, Garcia, I thought he had a really, really good season for the Padres, and regardless of what happens, unless, like, Preller goes and makes like three big moves for big time relievers or something, which I guess it's not out of the question, but uh, I think he's good with what he has with Hader at the back end right there. And he's going to maybe try to bring back Suarez and, or just go replace him with someone else uh, on a cheaper salary that he likes. Uh, Cause he's had a history, a successful history, but that is of doing so. Uh, but regardless of, what happens? Who is coming back? Who's not coming back? We know Luis Garcia is coming back for 2023, and I'd expect him to have another solid season. I, I, I'll expect him, at least right now, to be probably the seventh inning guy. Uh, if he's the eighth inning guy, I don't think that's the worst case scenario, definitely. Uh, if Preller goes out and gets a seventh inning guy, uh, maybe someone that's not as great as Luis Garcia, and you have Hader as your nine, Garcia as your eighth. And then you have a free agent or a trade reliever as your seventh inning guy. Uh, maybe bring back Pierce Johnson. And then you have Tim Hill still there. You, you have pieces in that bullpen. Um, so I still like where the bullpen's at. Now, if they, uh, this is a good transition here. If we get Nick Martinez back, I'll like it even more. I know that he's probably going to be a starter, but come postseason time, I would think that he's probably going to be more in the role that he served this year. Um, or maybe not. Maybe he they bring him back as the four starter, right? It would be because Snell, Musgrove, Darvish, and they have to fill fill out the rest of the rotation. Uh, maybe they give Morahone a chance to start. But if they bring back Nick Martinez as a starter this year, because that's what I think is going to have to happen. It I think that's what's going to have to happen if they're going to bring back Nick, uh, because he has a player option of let me check how much six and a half million dollars for 2023 he sees himself as a starter and i mean andrew haney this year he made over eight million dollars this year with the dodgers so martinez can get that on the free agent market with how well he pitched this year i think um so i think the padres if they want him back 
they're going to have to give him probably starting pitching money, and it's probably going to be a multi-year deal, uh, maybe three years, uh, maybe four. I have no idea. Um, but it's definitely going to have to be a pay raise um, compared to what this player option was. That's for sure. Uh, but Nick, I mean, 2022 had a really, really solid season. I mean, when you talk about unsung heroes and one of the team MVPs this year, I mean, Nick Martinez is one of the names I got to bring up. Uh, obviously, you think of team MVPs, you know, Manny's one. You think of Darvish and Musgrove and Cronenworth, right? Like, there's some really good guys there. But Nick Martinez, he stayed healthy. He started, right? When Cleb was hurt to start the year, he was a starter. And then when the Padres said, I think we're you're better used in the bullpen. We have Clevenger here. We have Snell. Um, I think we have Manaya. I think you're better off in the bullpen here. He said, okay, I'll move to the bullpen. And he pitched really, really well there. He pitched better in the bullpen than he did as a starter. Um, this year, he had 10 starts, 37 games out of the bullpen. Uh, pitched over 100 innings, 3470 RA, a 1-2-9 whip. That's walks and hits per innings pitched. 95 strikeouts. His F war was 0.5. I'm kind of surprised it was that low, to be honest. Uh, but, I mean, I could talk about Nick all day. Just him willing to take any role that the Padres thought he would be best for. Um, he views himself as a starter, as I've already said here. And so I expect him to not opt into that player option and be a free agent again and go look what the market's like for him as a starting pitcher and then get more money than that, what did I say, $6.5 million player option. Um, I think the Padres can bring him back. I think there's a stronger chance that the Padres bring Nick back than Robert Suarez. I, I would say, I would definitely say that. Uh, because Suarez, it just feels like, you know, come playoff time, those contenders, if you have that strong reliever, that is huge, right? You look at the Phillies, um, or if you have a, a strong couple relievers, you look at the Phillies with Sir Anthony Dominguez and Jose Alvarado, you look at the Astros with Ryan Presley at the back end, um, obviously the Padres had Hader and Suarez, uh, you look at the teams that were bounced early, the Dodgers, what did they have at the back, right? They left Kimber off their roster, right? Um, you look at uh, the Yankees. They had Loisaga. He was their top arm, but then was there a lot of, uh, I don't know, a lot of confidence among Yankee fans in the rest of their bullpen? I don't think they had another, like, big lockdown guy. I don't follow the Yankees all the time, but I don't think Yankee fans were super confident in their bullpen. Um, so those, my point is those postseason contenders, they're going to really want that closer type armor, that big eighth inning guy, and they might be willing to overpay for that guy. And so swore, I think there's going to be a team that's going to be willing to go more than the Padres are in terms of, uh, salary to Suarez money that they're going to give to Suarez. So I, I don't think they're, they'll bring back Suarez. I think they can bring back Nick Martinez though. Uh, I think Nick, I'm not saying Spores didn't enjoy being here, but I think Nick really enjoyed being with the Padres. And I think the Padres can offer him a competitive salary. They have the 
spot open in the rotation. I think they'd rather have Nick Martinez back than Clevenger and Manaya. That's for sure. So they have that open rotation spot, and Nick wants to win a World Series as well. So the Padres will probably tell him, yeah, you're a starter this year, and if we get to the postseason or later in the season and Preller does his thing and goes and brings in multiple pitchers that are real starters, you know, better than you maybe, uh, or at least they don't have the bullpen experience like you, then will you be okay with moving to the bullpen, kind of like last year, and being that really, really valuable arm? And I think Nick will be able to do that. I think he would sign up uh, for that. If the Padres give him a pay raise, if they give him more than $6.5 million, uh, it's probably going to, I think it would probably be between 8 and $10 million maybe uh, per year. If they're willing to do that, I don't see why they wouldn't be. Uh, because he definitely deserves it. It's not like he would be a, an overpay, I don't think. Especially based on what he did this year. If they give that to him, I think he he, he would come back. Uh, I think he wants to win. I don't think he's just going somewhere for the money. I think he wants a pay raise, but he wants to win too. And I think the place for that is right here in San Diego. Uh, I know I've spent a lot of time here talking about Nick Martinez's future. And this is an episode about reviewing the season. But obviously, as a Padre fan, and there's a lot of Padres fans, they're not really looking back right now at people's seasons. At least that's not what I'm seeing on social media. It's more about, and I understand it, because that's just the fan in us. We're always looking forward, especially when the offseason comes, who are we going to be able to keep? That's what the focus is. So I wanted to spend some time on that focus uh, about Nick Martinez and his situation. Uh, but just getting back to him in 2022, uh, I think he had a two six yeah two six seven ERA as a reliever. He had a lower WHIP than his season WHIP as a reliever, a one point zero three seven WHIP as a reliever. He had a sixteen inning scoreless streak from July twenty sixth to August 29th. Uh He still had a sub four ERA as a starter in the first two months, but he was really really good as a reliever. Um, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And then in the postseason, I mean, Suarez sticks out as the big guy, like the, I don't know, I don't know if clutchest is a word, but maybe the the biggest reliever, the, maybe he'll be remembered as the most famous reliever for the 2022 Padres run because of what he did in that Dodger series, getting out of the jam in the sixth, jam in the seventh, uh, in game two, right? Like he was, he's a legend for that. Um and he'll probably be remembered as well for giving up the home run to Bryce Harper and the, all the what-ifs that went with that, right? What if Hader was in the game? What if he threw a different pitch? What if they walked him? I don't think they should have walked him, but I'm just bringing up different what-ifs. Um, but I, I think Nick Martinez should get a lot of praise as well. Like, if there's if Suarez is one, Martinez is like 1A, or, or 
would it be one B? I don't know how that works, but uh, yeah, I think it would be one B then if Suarez is one A, um, because he was just tremendous in the postseason. I mean, I think he gave up runs, but in the was it the wild card series? I don't think he gave up any runs. In his last eight and a third innings in the postseason, he did not give up a run. He retired, what I'm going to remember, is game uh, four. I know they lost, but after Clev sucked and couldn't get an out, Nick Martinez comes into the game and goes nine up, nine down, leaves Bryce Harper stranded in the first inning at third base. Talk about keeping the Padres in the game. It was 4 nothing. Clev comes in. It's 4-3 with no outs. Martinez gets out of that inning, gets out of the second inning, not allowing a base runner, gets out of the third inning, not allowing a base runner. So he entered 4-3, runner on, exited 4-3. Nine up, nine down, the last nine, or the nine batters he faced. I mean, talk about clutch. That is clutch right there. I know it's early in the game. It was the first three innings, but Manaya wouldn't have had a lead if Martinez didn't pitch that well, right, going in. Uh, you know, like, that was huge. Soto's home run made it, I think, 6-4. Well, if Martinez didn't go 9-up, nine 9-down, nine maybe Soto's home run would have just tied the game. And we wouldn't even felt good going into that fifth inning before we knew Manaya was going back out there, right? Uh, so just, I just go back to Martinez just accepting any role that Bomo gave him. Starter? All right, I'll do that for the first two months. Want me to pitch three innings in a postseason game? Sure, I'll do that against a great Philly lineup, a the hottest lineup in baseball. Uh, just anything. Uh, and I go back to this quote that he told Annie Halbrun in an interview, I think it was in September. I forget what it was, but yeah, September. Um, by the way, this was after he made MLB history, became the first pitcher ever with four holds so that's as a reliever, you hold the lead before the closer comes in. Eight saves and 10 starts in a single season. Again, first pitcher ever with four holds, eight saves, and 10 starts in a single season. And he said, quote, I think it just goes back to doing whatever the team needs at the moment, end quote. Um, or here's another part of it. I just want to win a World Series, so whatever that takes. That's what I loved about him. You know, there's some people former Padres that wouldn't have done that. They wanted their role and they probably would not have been happy if uh, they were asked to go somewhere else or do another role. But like Nick Martinez, Will Myers, those guys, they were huge um, in the Padres success this year. Huge parts of the Padres success because they were selfless. They weren't selfish, right? Of course they want their money they want to improve their stock going into free agency, but they truly want to win this year in 2022 for the Padres, and they partly did that. Uh, there was a lot of winning for the Padres. They didn't win the World Series. They didn't win the NL pennant, but they did all they could to help the Padres win, that's for sure. Um, and so you just got to give uh, a lot of props to guys like Nick Martinez this year. So... Uh, Luis Garcia, Nick Martinez, those were the two player reviews for today's episode, episode 265. Again, Garcia, Martinez, very, very strong years from both of those two. Uh, Garcia, I can't wait to see him again in 2023. And Nick Martinez, I hope 
that I get to see him in the brown and gold in 2023. Like, I love Robert Suarez, but I'd probably rather have Martinez than Suarez because I believe in AJ's ability to go get those back-end bullpen guys uh, and not overpay for guys that might be leaving. You know, Melanson, Trevor Rosenthal, Kirby Yates, right? He's fine with letting those guys, those guys walk because he goes and gets Luis Garcia for $3.5 million a year. And, you know, in that, that, uh, later in that year, he's a high-leverage reliever, right? So I'm fine with that. Bring Nick Martinez back as a starter. I don't want Manaya and Clevenger back. Maybe one of them. Probably Manaya if I had to choose one of them. But, um, yeah, I, I want to see what Nick Martinez is like coming out of uh, that rotation or coming into the rotation because he was in the bullpen. Uh, I want to see what he's like in that rotation in 2023. And I am very confident, like I mentioned earlier, that he will be willing to do whatever the Padres want him to do later in the season, you know, when it matters most, like he did this year. Um, this episode was brought to you by Gaglion Bros, famous cheesesteaks and garlic fries. Their main location on Friars Road, gaglionbros.com is the website. Great cheesesteaks, fries. Uh, what am I forgetting? Garlic fries. Um, cheesesteak fries they're great food i recommend you check them out um, i'll be back with another episode tomorrow i think we're reviewing some more relievers maybe it's the rest of the bullpen uh but play reviews until i get done with the roster and if there's any padres news obviously i will touch on that in these episodes or in different episodes during the day uh but keep it tuned here daily padres content don't see anyone else doing that so uh Keep it tuned here. Perfect spot for it. All right, Ben Fenn signing off. Thank you so much for tuning in here to this episode, and have a good one. See ya.